Thank you so much for joining us for this week's message from Real Life Community, where we talk about connecting with God and others, growing in Christ-likeness, and sharing God's life with the world. My name is Sarah Comer, and I serve each week as Connections Pastor, making sure that you know that there is a God and a community that loves you and wants to go through the seasons of life with you. You can find us at reallifecommunity.org, and we would love to meet you on Facebook or Instagram. Until then, we hope this message meets you right where you are and helps you know just how deep the Father's love is for you. As we begin to, to get into the Word this morning, I just want you to take a moment to share with the people around you a story of a time when you accomplished something with someone. A time in your life when you accomplished someone, something, you accomplished someone, you accomplished something with someone. Little, big, insignificant, significant, you pick it and share. Go. I'm sure stories of uh, small things and big things were shared, uh, daring things were shared, um, some things that probably seemed insignificant at the moment were shared, and sometimes we don't truly understand the capacity and the immensity of that which we are involved in until after the fact, and we can look back and, like the song said, remember God's faithfulness. Uh, I'm thinking about things in my life, in ministry, in relationships, tasks that required other people in my life. As we've been walking through this series about what does it mean to live life together and to have people, and um, I, I'm worried. I'm, I'm worried that sometimes in the church we can look at messages in Scripture as uh, good ideas that uh, we can put into practice at some point. But in all reality, that, that's not at all what we're trying to accomplish here. For what, we are, what we're trying to do here is beyond our capability. Uh, I'm not a good enough pastor to do uh, what is going on here. Christy is not good enough to lead us the way God needs us. But the exciting thing, and I think every pastor in here would share this, it was never by our strength, but it was by the Spirit of God alone at work within us. And as we look into the book of Acts, it sometimes is referred to as the Acts of the Apostles. It is the narrative of the church being birthed. And as you can imagine, when someone gives birth, there are, um, it's not always pretty. You know, it's oftentimes quite messy. But what, what, what comes out of that is 
beautiful. Uh, and so as we think about the early church and what was happening there, we're following a story of a group of people, men and women, young and old alike, who are being empowered by the Spirit of God to do that which God desires. It, it wasn't that they convened a meeting and said, okay, let's come up with a good strategy for uh, following up with what Jesus left us to, to handle. No, they simply gathered, they prayed, and they fasted, and they waited for the Spirit of God to descend upon them, to fill them in such a way that they were commissioned, and they were sent out by the power of the Spirit to do that which God needed done. The very first step along the road was uh, they were in a city at a festival time. People from all over the world had gathered in Jerusalem to celebrate. People of all different ethnicities and languages and they were there in Jerusalem walking the streets together. The Spirit of God filled those who were waiting as Jesus had asked them to. And they went out in the streets and they began speaking in other languages to the point where those gathered heard the message of Jesus in their own language. I, I've, I've taken some language school. And I still don't understand. Even after all these years... But to be able to walk out those doors today and go speak to someone in another language is beyond my capability. But God can do it. And this morning, I want us to read out of Acts chapter 13, verses 1 through 3. I'll read from the New Living Translation. The words will be on the screen. But I would encourage you, uh, don't depend on my reading of the Scripture nor uh, us putting them on screens. You have got to be in the Word because it will form you and shape you in ways that you, you have no comprehension. But today we read these words. Among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch of Syria were Barnabas, Simeon, called the black man, Lucius from Cyrene, Menain, the childhood companion of King Herod Antipas, and that right there is a whole message in and of itself, and Saul. One day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So, after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. Church, the Holy Spirit sends us out with others. I think there's a lot of fear that's wrapped up when we think about what God might ask us to do. In fact, I have heard that over and over again. I, I don't want to do that, so I'm not going to give my all to God. I'm afraid of what God, I'm afraid God might send me to the other side of the world, and therefore I'm just going to hold back on total submission to Christ. Church, when God calls you, God equips you. God gives you the strength and the ability. I think about the Hans as they've been preparing to head to the mission field overseas, and it was a long road. And I'm, I'm guessing there have been a few points along that road where they said, God, I don't think we have what it takes to get there. And I think God's response is always, trust me. If I'm asking you to go, I'm going to help you get there. If I'm asking you to do, I'm going to help you do. If I'm asking you to speak, I'm going to give you the words to speak at just the right time and in the right spirit that you might be able to communicate what I am wanting to say. 
And this is, I, I don't think that there's a, a, a principle here, but I think it's a, a reality that we see over and over and over again. God never sends you out alone. Never does. You may feel alone at some times, but you've got to remember the people who are in your corner. You have a church that's praying for you. But, but more than that, it wasn't just that the, commit, that, that the council there said, hey, um, Paul, we're, we want you to go do this. We're going to be praying for you. Have fun. No, the Holy Spirit said, no, no, no. We're going to send out Paul and Barnabas. And they're going to go do this together. And as you read the story, especially chapters 13, 14, and 15, which really is the story of Paul and Barnabas, um, while they journeyed together uh, through the various cities that, that they did, it was not an easy thing. They needed each other. They needed someone to hold each other's arms up as God called them to, to serve to speak. They went into cities where people were like, they were antagonistic towards them, which I think is another spiritual truth, right? When you are living your best life with Christ, there are going to be people who are going to come against you for all sorts of reasons. But at the core of all those reasons is there's one who wants to distract you and steal you from doing that which God has You need people. And that's not just a good idea. That's not a, a, a new book that someone wrote, a good self-help book, You Need People. No, no, it's a reality. God's people are brought together. We are created to be together and to be on a mission together. Partnerships are, are the powerful way that God gets things done. I love in our community, we're looking for partnerships and how we can partner with people like Portico, Doors of Hope, Narcotics Anonymous, Trevecca Nazarene University, and others. I could go down this list of people that are doing amazing things, and we are saying, hey, we are in your corner. We want to support you. We want to be a part of what God is doing in and through you. We're always sent out together. But, but the key here is this. It's not just finding a good partner to do something. No, it's about responding to the move of God who says, I'm going to pull people together. Who are you together with right now? And, and I, I really want to mess with you for just a moment um, because I, we can look at the people that we're with as people we're forced to be with or people that we get to be with. We, we can look at our family members and say, well, oh, I really don't have a choice in this one. Or we can say, but yes, I do have these people and I get to do life with them. Now, there's all sorts of challenges that come our way, right? We, we live life and, and uh, misunderstandings happen, disagreements happen, words are said, and uh, it just gets messy at times. But let us not forget the spirit that is the bond between us. And I think maybe I just want you to be, be thinking, you know, the things that you are accomplishing in your life, are they the kind of things... Are they the kind of things that require the Spirit of God in you? Or are they just things that you've got figured out? You've got this. You don't, need this. you don't need God. I want to encourage you, real life. Those of you who are present in the room and those of you who are online, I want to encourage you this. Let's try doing some things that only God could do through us. Yeah. But let's not just go out there and say, well, I'm going to try something really hard. I am going to... 
jump off a bridge, and uh, I'm going to just let God stop me before I hit the ground. Well, that's stupid. No, we're not trying to come up with good things that God can then join us on. No, we're looking for what God is already doing and joining God there. Let's not get the cart before the horse. God is always primary. I'm going to say this. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. You are not here today because it, you had a really good idea of showing up at the church. No, you are here because God invited you here. And you were smart enough today to say, yeah, I'm going to show up. Because I believe there's power that happens when I join with others that God is doing something among. Um, well, let's go on. What the Spirit wants to do through us, the message, our message is one of encouragement. Now, this is more than just writing a note that says, hey, uh, thinking about you today, um, I, I noticed this in you, and I just, I love that about you. You're an awesome person. I love Pastor Jeremy. It's deeper than that. We're, we're talking about the kind of mission that the Holy Spirit speaks into our lives, and that encouragement is tied to not just nice words, but a deep reality. And that encouragement comes from the reality that we have a faithful God who has always been faithful and will continue to be faithful even when we lose our minds. Ours is a word of encouragement. The encouragement is rooted in the very narrative of God. As you read chapters 13, 14, actually, if you start in Acts chapter 1 and begin reading, and even throughout the, the New Testament, you find a reoccurring thing happening. Time and time again, the followers of Jesus repeat the story of God. When they enter into a city, people are curious about, well, tell us about the hope that you have. You know where they start? Let me tell you a story about a people for whom God has been at work in. And they tell this story. There's several versions of it. And it's like boiled down to the nitty gritty. But our encouragement is always tied to the reality of the God who is at work. Throughout the early church, we find the importance of remembering the story of God as it's been unfolding. As it is currently, as it has, and we anticipate how it will continue to unfold. But we can try and figure a, a, a new way of living, or we can simply tie ourselves to the story that's been going on for hundreds and thousands of years where God has shown up every time. I'll tell you what, when I'm discouraged, knowing that I have a God who is showing up is my encouragement. I've shared this story in a few places. I probably shared it here, but it's a good one, so I'm going to share it again. I remember a time in ministry when we, our church was going through some tough stuff. And I remember going to the sanctuary one morning and uh, it was dark and I was praying and I just said, God, your church is falling apart. And I was encouraged in, in an instant, in a moment, when I heard the words of God say to me, what makes you think my church falls apart? Your church might, but mine doesn't. That is a word from the Holy Spirit into my life. And those kind of words are being spoken into your lives. Are you slowing down long enough to hear them? The encouragement comes from what God has been up to. And the encouragement is this. The thread of God's faithfulness can be traced 
through the ups and the downs, through the seasons when things make sense and the seasons when things don't make any sense at all. God is always present. And this is what Paul and Barnabas got to take with them, not because they came up with a good idea, but because the Spirit said, I am going to do this through you. Who are you on a mission with? So the outcome that they find and we find is this. The outcome is that people will be filled with joy, but not just joy, also the Holy Spirit. I don't think we give enough attention to what the Spirit of God wants to do in our lives. I think when we hit rough patches, we sit down and try to figure it out. And that can be frustrating. Has anyone ever sat down to figure something out, but you just cannot figure it out? The only one in the room. I mean, I, I, I tend to be the kind of guy who wants to solve problems. But what I find is that there are times where I just don't have what it takes. I can't figure it out. And if I open my mouth, I'm going to mess it up even more. And so sometimes I just say, God, I, I don't know. But why is that always our last resort? How about throwing our hands up? What if that were to become our first resort? Paul and Barnabas went to the Jewish synagogue and preached with such power that a great number of both Jews and Greeks became believers. But there's always those who will rise up against the message of God. This section in chapter 14 follows the account of two men who were sent out by the Spirit to share with people, the encouragement that comes from becoming part of the story of God. This was in no way easy. They were accepted by some. They were rejected by others. Their lives were on the lines. Paul was one of those guys who spent time in jail over and over and over again. But let us not think for a moment that what God is calling us to will be easy. But let us remember more than the, the situations that lie in front of us, let us remember the God who is sending us and going with us and, and, and commissioning us, who is anointing us for life and ministry. This morning, I just have three questions for you. Who has God paired you with for kingdom purposes? Who are you with right now? And your life, is just, your life together is just kind of casual. But what if you were to start saying, God, what is it you want to do through us? That might be people in your own home, workplace, friends. I, I don't know. Who has God paired you with for kingdom purposes? Two, what power keeps you going on this mission of God? I sure hope it's not your own strength. You're not strong enough. You're not good looking enough. You're not smart enough. You're, you're not graceful enough. Can I make you feel any worse? Let's see. Um, you do not have what it takes. Paul and Barnabas knew that. Talk to any one of God's people who are written about in this 
thing we call the Bible, and you're going to find people who knew that they were not good enough. But they got to a place where they recognized. But with you and me, I'm on board. And three, what is the message that you continue to share in this message, in this mission? I, I'm concerned that uh, some of us, the, uh, the greatest message that we have to share is actually not with the words we're speaking, but with the, the, the life we're living. And for some of us, that life doesn't look very spirit-filled. There are times where it's going to be tough. We get that. But church, can you today say in agreement that the life you are living is one dependent upon the Spirit of God. I wonder if Paul and Barnabas had said, nah, I don't like this idea. What might have happened? What might have happened had they said no? What might happen if you say no? Church, you don't have to feel inadequate because you are. <laughs> but through Christ in you, you are beyond adequate. You are more than adequate. You have exactly what is necessary to do what God has called you to do. Paul and Barnabas, they did ministry together for a season, and then they ended up splitting, and uh, they went different ways, and they took on new new partners, uh, and they continued to do what God had called them to do. And church, I, I think the greatest danger for us today is this, that we, that we not consider how significant the spirit at work in us is. Yeah. So church, stand with me. Maybe, maybe this message was just for Taylor. I don't know. Maybe I just wanted her to, to her to know that the Spirit of God is upon her and, and we are with her and we are encouraging her and, and that she isn't good enough, but God is in her. And maybe, maybe it was just for Taylor. But as we walk out these doors today, I just hope and pray that you would recognize, you know what, I, I am capable of more. And that capability is not about trying harder it's actually about surrendering deeper. So don't go to the gym, folks, and pump the iron. If anything, get on your knees and just say, God, I surrender. I surrender. God, I don't know what you want to do with me, but I just pray that today you would, you would take me up and mess me up, and spit me out something completely different. Jesus, this morning we come and we, we, we know that there are people around us. We get that. But Jesus, I pray that you would take every relationship around us and you would just put a spotlight on that. And you would just highlight for us the ways in which those relationships are, 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 are just kicking kingdom butt. But Jesus, I also pray that you would help us recognize that There's so much potential in us because you are in us. So Lord, I just pray that you forgive us for small living, for faithless living, for distracted living. Again, I just pray that you would help us surrender to you so that 
people might be encouraged, filled with joy in your spirit through us. Lord, start it right here. Start it right here. In your name, Lord. Thank you for joining us today. We would love for you to join us in person. Our address is 2022 East Main Street in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. If you'd like to make a donation to keep our podcast ministry going, you can do so online at reallifecommunity.org give. Thanks again for listening.